step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. I'd like to take a moment and have a real heart-to-heart with you. If you're able right now, place your hand over your heart. Can you feel it? That's your heartbeat telling you that you're alive. It's the same for a preborn baby. Their heart begins to form at conception, and at just three weeks, it's already beating. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on ultrasound. And that's why we've partnered with Preborn, because we need to help these precious babies. Every day, Preborn's networks of clinics rescue 200 babies from abortion. When a mother with an unplanned pregnancy meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine encounter. That doubles a baby's chances at life. And by six weeks, the eyes are forming. By 10 weeks, a baby is able to suck his or her own thumb. And for just $28, you could be the difference between life or death of a child. All gifts are tax deductible, and I want you to donate. All you have to do is just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. You can also donate securely at preborn.com slash verdict. That's preborn.com slash verdict or pound 250 and say the keyword baby. Welcome. It is Verdict with Ted Cruz Weekend Review. Ben Ferguson with you. And these are the stories that you may have missed that we talked about this past week. It started with Elon Musk. He, well, there's a new scheme now to bring him down as advertisers are trying to destroy his platform X, formerly known as Twitter, by pulling all of their ad dollars. So what can you do to stand by the man that is standing by free speech? We'll explain that in a moment. Plus, Christopher Wray, the FBI director, had a big toe-to-toe battle with Senator Ted Cruz, and you won't want to miss the back and forth. And finally, Sandra Day O'Connor, former Supreme Court justice, passed away. Senator Ted Cruz took some time to talk about some of the most historic court cases and his memories of Sandra Day O'Connor. It's the Weekend Review, and it starts right now. Let me ask you, how many of you are grateful that Elon Musk purchased Twitter. I'll tell you, I'm intensely grateful. I think it is the single most important development for free speech in decades. But what is striking, and and this again is a topic I discuss at great length in my brand new book, Unwoke, is how corporate America has become woke and how they use economic power to punish those that cross them. So corporate America is mad at Elon Musk. Why? Because he stopped censoring views 
that were not the orthodoxy of the Biden White House. He stopped censoring conservative views and he allowed free speech to occur. Now, what was the volcanic rage of corporate America? One company after another began boycotting what used to be Twitter is now X. So IBM was the first to pull its ads. So IBM, if you have an IBM computer at home, you know what? You're supporting a company that says we're not going to advertise on a social media company that believes in free speech. Now, right after IBM, what followed? Apple, Disney, Sony, Warner Brothers, Comcast, NBC Universal, and Paramount. All of them have said we're pulling our ads. But not only that, you know who else has pulled their ads? Chevrolet, Chipotle, Ford, Jeep, Kindrel, Merck and Company, Novartis AG, and Eli Lilly and Company. All of these companies. They are engaged in censorship. Understand when they say it's a corporate assassination of a free speech company orchestrated and designed to cripple them and to bring them to their knees. They, this doesn't happen by accident. I think that's what some people need to understand. When one corporation does this and the others do it, don't think this isn't orchestrated and being done by the left and leftist groups and organizations that organize these companies and get in the ear of these companies and say, hey, guys, so-and-so is going to do it. You should do it, too. And then they call the next one. They say, hey, guys, we hear these two companies are about to boycott or, or pull their ads. You should, too. And, and, and understand, Art, so here, here's what Elon Musk has said about it. He said the decisions of advertisers to boycott Twitter, quote, could kill the company. And he went on to say, quote, and the whole world will know that these advertisers killed the company. That is their objective. And what yeah. they want, they want Twitter to go under. They want X to go under. And then they want the only social media to be Facebook controlled by Mark Zuckerberg that censors conservative views because they're silence that works on behalf of the Biden White House. They want Google that is controlled by left wing socialists that censors views they disagree with that skews public discourse in the favor of the left. They want YouTube that actively censors conservative views, including this podcast verdict. Yeah, just a few weeks ago, they censored one of our uh, one of our episodes because we were telling the truth about what was going on. And, and mind you, we were telling the truth about a Palestinian who, by all appearances, is a crisis actor who creates false videos pretending to be a victim of what he claims is Israeli aggression when in fact he's a Hamas propagandist and we laid out the evidence for that and YouTube promptly said "Uh oh we don't want people to notice this so they blocked so you could not access our podcast on YouTube without signing in and be age verified because apparently 17 year olds cannot know there's a crisis actor that's a, that's a Hamas warrior. And, and, and mind you, it's not just that they want Facebook and YouTube and Google to be driving the topics. They want TikTok, which is controlled by the Chinese communists, which is actively pushing pro-Hamas propaganda. Every one of these companies. So I want you to go back and look at this list. IBM, Apple, Disney, Sony, Warner Brothers, Comcast, NBC Universal, Paramount, Chevrolet, Chipotle, Ford, Jeep. Kindrel, Merkin Company, Novartis AG, Eli Lilly and Company. Every one of them is saying, you Americans, you don't deserve the right to speak. And even more importantly, you don't deserve the right to hear the speech of others. We want big tech to silence and skew. And mind you, this is all based on an allegation that is a bogus allegation attacking Elon Musk for retweeting a tweet that they're claiming is anti-Semitic. Yeah. And, and, and it was deliberate. The same guy that just went and met with it over in Israel. They just flew over there, met, 
talked to the leadership and is now clearly supporting Israel. Look, their attack is deliberately disingenuous, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the claim is. It is an excuse because they want to use economic muscle to punish Twitter and force either Elon Musk to sell it or shut it down, because once they do, then the rest of big tech will have a monopoly unchecked. And this is an assault on free speech. It's, It's an intersection of what I talk about in multiple chapters of my book on woke. It's an intersection of big tech, big business and journalism all coming together. And it's designed to be dishonest and to silence free speech among the American people. I want to talk to you real quick about your retirement. Hey, you've probably seen a lot of the headlines lately. Uh, we are the third highest deficit in U.S. history. We are also seeing that there is more than $1 trillion now in debt. Uh, when it comes to Americans on credit cards, we have the highest rate of debt we've ever seen in this country when it comes to college debt. And we're living with high interest rates, inflation issues, and then there's the unpredictable world on top of that. So, That's why I want to talk to you about investing in gold. It has weathered many storms, and gold gives you peace of mind. It gives me literal peace of mind because it's tangible. It's real, and I have it. I know that gold is a perfect protection as part of my portfolio. That is exactly why I want you to talk to Augusta Precious Metals because they can help you with an IRA or a 401k. And it's time that you learn about the benefits of a gold IRA from Augusta Precious Metals. It is where I bought my gold. They're exceptional, they're honest, and they're no pressure. The other thing is they do a free sit-down with you. All you have to do is reach out to them. You can go online to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Or you can get the free investor's guide on gold as well as set up a one-on-one web conference that can answer all of your questions about diversifying your portfolio, protecting your hard-earned money with gold in an IRA or 401k. Text the word Ben to 68592. Text the word BEN to 68592. Again, that's BEN to 68592. Or online at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Senator, last thing I want to just point out here. Conservative talk radio, and, and many of you know I do a podcast outside of this, and I do a actual terrestrial radio show every day. For about 10 years now, everybody in radio has had to deal with what Elon Musk is dealing with now, Yep, which is all corporate people stopped spending money on conservative talk radio. They went after the great Rush Limbaugh. That's where it started. Yes. Then they went after Handy. Then they went after Beck. Then they went after Levin. Then they went after uh, guys like me. And, and and what we used to have in radio was the big ones. We had Chevy. We had John Deere. We had, you know, mutual fund yeah, None companies. of these giant companies advertising conservative podcasts. None of them. In fact, there's a, there's a funny skit that we've talked about in Verdict a couple of years yeah. ago that contrasts a left-wing, hippie, commie, Marxist podcast saying this podcast brought to you by Pfizer. Get yeah. the jab right now. You need your 42nd booster shot. Yeah. Compared to they have a conservative broad- broadcast and they say this broadcast brought to you by Patriot Water, yeah. a bucket of water yeah. in your closet. And and the contrast is strike striking because all of the Fortune 500 boycotts. They, none of them spend money. None of them will yep. ever reach a conservative audience. They deliberately try to destroy conservative talk radio. That's, By the way, even Fox News, which is incredibly profitable, look spend at the advertisers. An hour 
spend an hour watching CNN and spend an hour watching Fox News, write down who advertises. CNN, it's the entire Fortune 100. Fox News doesn't it's, have any of them. It, it's it's my pillow, which look, I'm grateful. I'm grateful my pillow advertises because there are not many that do. But even though Fox News has 2x, 3x, 4x, 5x the 6X, viewers, 6x, 7x, yeah, as CNN, they the still don't Fortune get the 100 doesn't care. It's not about money. Understand, this is not the economic marketplace. This is they're enforcing their ideology. They don't want to support views that are right of center. They want to silence them. Now, if you want to hear the rest of this conversation, you can go back and listen to the full podcast from earlier this week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey, Ben Ferguson here. And if you're an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be a part of your investment portfolio. I want you to visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns when you invest with Labrador Energy, you have access to potential tax benefits, and you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Labrador's core executive team has more than 190 years of combined oil and gas experience and has drilled thousands of oil and gas wells. They are dedicated to mitigating risk while providing accredited investors with sound returns. So visit LabradorEnergy.com. American energy independence is crucial for our national security and future prosperity. And Labrador Energy is leading the charge to make that a reality. Invest in U.S. oil and gas today. Today. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Now on to story number two. 
brings me to also the fireworks that took place uh, this week, and it was between you and the FBI director. Uh, I want to play a large chunk of this, but before I do, set the stage. Why was the FBI director before uh, your committee in, in the Senate, and, and what was this all about? Well, the FBI director, Chris Ray was testifying before the Senate Judiciary Committee, and periodically the director of the FBI testifies before judiciary. And so I took the opportunity to question him, and there are a lot of topics I could have questioned him on. I could have questioned him for hours on end, but I only had seven minutes. And so I chose to use the seven minutes to focus on the politicization of the FBI and the refusal of the FBI to investigate the growing, the becoming overwhelming evidence of Joe Biden's corruption. And so that's what I asked him about. I want to play a chunk of this because it's really important, and I hope that every Verdict listener will make sure that you take this and share this podcast so that you can uh, let people know about what these questions were. They're really important questions, and also, I would argue, the shocking response from the FBI Director Ray. Take a listen to this. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Director Ray, welcome. As you know, I am deeply concerned about the conduct of both the Department of Justice and the FBI, particularly in the last three years during the Biden administration. I think the Department of Justice has been profoundly politicized under Attorney General Merrick Garland. And I think the FBI has as well. And unfortunately, I think you've been unwilling to stand up to senior career officials in the FBI who's allowed the FBI to be politicized. I'll tell you, I regularly speak with FBI agents across the country who are unhappy about the integrity of the institution being weakened because DOJ is being treated as a political weapon. I want to talk in particular about the investigation into multiple allegations of corruption concerning Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. Because the Department of Justice has, I think from the outset, tried at every step to stop investigation into corruption from Joe Biden. As you're aware, a WhatsApp text message was sent to Henry Zhao, a senior Chinese communist from Hunter Biden that reads as follows. I'm sitting here with my father and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand. And now means tonight. And Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows, and my ability to hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Now, Democrats and those in the media trying to defend the White House repeatedly say there is no direct evidence of Joe Biden's involvement in his son's corruption. Well, this is a text that is direct evidence that is stating that it is his father that is going to retaliate. Now, an IRS whistleblower, Gary Shapley, testified before the House of Representatives that the natural step he wanted to follow was to determine whether Joe Biden was in fact sitting next to his father when this threat was made to extort millions of dollars from a Chinese communist. And what the IRS whistleblower testified is that when he tried to find out whether Joe Biden was sitting next to Hunter, that the DOJ blocked getting the GPS data on Joe Biden's phone. 
Did the FBI try to ascertain where Hunter Biden was and where Joe Biden was when this text was sent? Well, I think the questions you're asking uh, go to the ongoing investigation being led by Special Counsel Weiss. And so I'm, I'm not going to be able to discuss what is or isn't in scope. So look, there's been testimony under oath from the IRS whistleblower that you did not seek the GPS data. And you're right. David Weiss, the special prosecutor, is in charge of it. And it is David Weiss and his underlings who, the, according to the IRS whistleblowers, have alleged that they're the ones trying to stop the investigation. They allowed the statute of limitations to run on many of the most serious violations. Not only that, IRS whistleblower Shapley testified that on September 3rd, Assistant U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf explicitly told investigators that despite having probable cause to search, quote, there is no way a search warrant would be approved when the evidence in question was located inside of Vice President Biden's guest house. Wolf stated that, quote, the optics prevented such a search. Is the FBI, do they make a routine practice of allowing partisan political optics to prevent investigating serious evidence of corruption? My instructions to our people on this and on every other investigation are that we are to follow the facts wherever they lead, no matter who likes it, no matter what political influence there may be out there. Then why did you get the GPS data on where Hunter Biden and Joe Biden were? Again, Senator, with respect, I can't discuss but, but it's an not ongoing with respect. investigation. And, and Director Ray, you and I have gone round and round on this, because I understand. Anytime you're asked about this, the answer is it's an ongoing investigation. Of course, the investigation isn't ongoing. You're not doing the work. You've got whistleblowers pointing out that you're not doing the work. And you are hiding behind the skirts of the Attorney General. Look, the whistleblower also testified that the Attorney General, when he came before Congress, go to the next chart, came before Congress, lied under oath to this committee. The Attorney General testified to this committee in response to my questioning. I have pledged not to interfere with the Hunter Biden investigation. I have carried through on that pledge. The IRS whistleblowers have alleged the Attorney General lied under oath a felony. Was the Attorney General telling the truth when he said this? Was the Attorney General telling the truth when he said, I have pledged not to interfere with the Hunter Biden investigation, and I have carried through on my pledge? Again, I, I can't speak to the Attorney General's testimony. I can only tell you what my instructions have been to our people. Has, and the, I has there been political be interference in the investigation into Hunter Biden and Joe Biden? Not that I have experienced. Were the investigators allowed to investigate whether Joe Biden was complicit in the corruption? Again, there is an ongoing investigation. I'm asking you about corruption led. from DOJ. Were they allowed to investigate Joe Biden, or is the whistleblower telling the truth that DOJ said Joe Biden's off limits, no questions about the big guy? And as to what is in scope or not in scope of the ongoing investigation, I would refer you to Special Counsel Weiss. That is not me hiding behind anything, Senator. That is a long-standing policy that has been in place Director through multiple Ray, administrations going back years and years and years. You have a responsibility to the FBI not to allow it to be a partisan tool and, and, and a partisan weapon. The testimony, and by the way, the FBI has done nothing. And I have not and I will not. Have you opened an investigation into whether the Attorney General lied under oath to Congress and whether the Attorney General obstructed justice? I'm not going to go down that road here. I, I know you're not. That's the point. Nobody thinks you've opened an investigation because you're not willing to. And the amazing thing is, Director Ray, I've known you 30 years. You're not a partisan Democrat. You're simply sitting blithely by 
while career partisans in your agency allow it to be weaponized. And you are damaging the FBI, and you are damaging the Department of Justice. Let me ask you also, the whistleblower testified that investigators wanted to execute a search warrant on a storage unit used by Hunter Biden, and instead they tipped off Hunter Biden's lawyer before the search warrant was carried out. Is it typical FBI practice to tip off the subject of a search warrant before the search warrant so they can remove any evidence that's incriminating? What is typical is that when you're dealing with an individual who has a protective detail, uh, it is typical for agents to be in contact with does the, the subject's protective, protective detail, detail. Does the protective detail guard the, the storage unit? Again, I can't speak to the storage unit specifically, but I can tell you is that why, when it comes to... Why would the FBI tip off the subject of a search warrant about the storage unit that was going to be searched beforehand? Does that not undermine the very essence of an investigation that DOJ is purporting to undertake. Again, I'm not going to be able to discuss specific investigative settings. But who that we're is? If in. you're not, nobody answers these questions, and it's why people are furious with the cover-up, because you don't believe the FBI is accountable to Congress or to the American people. Your time is up. Director Ray has requested a five-minute recess. Five minutes. I'll just, let me just, uh, Senator, if I might just quickly respond and then respond. go to the break. Thank you. I understand why this is frustrating. I do. But it is also the case that these policies that I am referring to about my inability to discuss ongoing investigations and certainly internal deliberations related to ongoing investigations are policies that have not only been in place for many, many years through multiple administrations of both parties, but, but in fact these were policies that were actually strengthened under the last administration and that my predecessor was faulted in a fairly scathing Inspector General report for not following it. When so I keep that in my mind. You have an obligation when to I call it out. Engage in this job. Thank you, you have an obligation to call out corruption. Senator, I understand him saying it's an ongoing investigation, but hiding behind that when you're talking about basic things that the FBI didn't do clearly to protect the Biden family he should still be able to answer those questions, shouldn't he? He should, and he's stonewalling. And, and there's an arrogance of the director of the FBI. Look, as I mentioned in my questioning, I've known Chris Ray for 30 years. Uh, he clerked for the same federal judge I clerked for. Um, he's not a liberal Democrat. That, that's the amazing thing. I think Chris Ray still believes he's a Republican. I think he still believes he's a conservative. He just is unwilling. He's a company man. He's unwilling to take on the career officials at the FBI who are rabid partisans, who are left-wing zealots. And he also, he buys into the notion that he has no responsibility to the American people, no responsibility to Congress, no responsibility to, to be accountable or transparent. So he views his obligation. Nope, sorry, ongoing investigation. Piss off, jump in a lake. I'm not going to answer your question. Look, you've got two IRS whistleblowers who've come forward and alleged felonies from the attorney general a director of the fbi has an obligation to answer questions about that i asked a very simple question did you try to ascertain the gps data about where hunter biden was and where joe biden was when hunter biden sent the email asking for bribes trying to shake down the chinese communists for bribes the email on its face says he's sitting next to his father, Joe Biden. If he's in fact sitting next to his father, it directly implicates Joe Biden 
in trying to extort millions of dollars from Chinese communists, much of which ultimately went to Joe Biden himself. What the IRS whistleblower said is they wanted to get that GPS data. That, that is readily ascertainable. And the Biden DOJ blocked it. There is nothing to prevent Chris Ray from answering the question. Did you try to seek that GPS data? Yes or no. Did DOJ block it? Yes or no. He refuses to answer and his shield to everything. He says it's an ongoing investigation. But as we've discussed, it's not ongoing. They are deliberately not, not, not investigating Joe Biden. And, and so it, it is a view that there's a hubris. We are the FBI. We don't have to answer your questions. And I got to say, it is profoundly harmful to the rule of law and the integrity of the FBI to have the leadership of the FBI refuse to, to, to provide even the barest minimum of transparency or accountability. Senator, last question for you, and I, I want to go back to the the FBI director and, and, and really the advantage that the Biden family has, which it seems that everybody is covering for them. The House Oversight Committee put out this tweet saying Hunter Biden must appear for his deposition on December the 13th. Chairman Comer and Jim Jordan will initiate contempt of Congress proceedings if Hunter does not appear. He has obviously said, I will only appear before a public hearing. That's not what they're subpoenaing for. In your gut, will Hunter Biden appear or will he be a no-show? Look, I put the odds at about 50-50 on that. I think it, it could go either way. Uh, I think there's a chance Hunter appears, and I think he, he could be defiant. He could be, uh, he could be hiding behind his lawyers. Um, I also think there's a very real chance he just doesn't show up. He just says, go pound sand. If he does, if he refuses to show up, the House will vote him in contempt. But once the House votes him in contempt, nothing will happen because the Biden DOJ will not do anything to enforce the contempt sanction. Remember, the House of Representatives held Eric Holder in contempt when he was attorney general under Barack Obama, and nothing happened. Now, why, is, why did nothing happen? Because to enforce the contempt uh, finding, DOJ has to bring it. And you know what? Eric Holder was in charge of DOJ. And so magically, Eric Holder said, you know, when I think of things that I want to prosecute, the contempt finding against me is not one of them. I think the chances of Merrick Garland doing anything to enforce a contempt finding against Hunter Biden are very close to zero. And so, look, there's a chance Hunter shows up. He did publicly say he was willing to show up. It was in public. But um, either way, I do not expect him to be forthcoming. Whether If he shows up, he's not going to say much of substance. And if he doesn't show up, he feels he can defy the subpoena without meaningful consequence. As before, if you want to hear the rest of this conversation on this topic, you can go back and download the podcast from earlier this week to hear the entire thing. Hey, Ben Ferguson here. And if you're an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be a part of your investment portfolio. I want you to visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns when you invest with Labrador Energy, you have access to potential tax benefits, and you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. 
Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Labrador's core executive team has more than 190 years of combined oil and gas experience and has drilled thousands of oil and gas wells. They are dedicated to mitigating risk while providing accredited investors with sound returns. So visit LabradorEnergy.com. American energy independence is crucial for our national security and future prosperity. And Labrador Energy is leading the charge to make that a reality. Invest in U.S. oil and gas today. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk of experiencing a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable. So you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like your electric blanket, your microwave, your RV, air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets, so you can power more devices at once and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to the number four, patriots.com slash verdict to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. Go right now to the number four, patriots.com slash verdict. The 2024 election is upon us, and the war on masculinity in America today is more blatant than ever. I want you to know that now is the time to choose strength and vitality over weakness and complacency. The problem is men's testosterone levels are off a cliff historically, at all-time low. And isn't that what the liberal elite want? A weak and docile underclass. Thankfully, the patriots at chalk. C-H-O-Q are here to help real American men take back the right to proudly maximize their masculinity by boosting your testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. Now, look, I've been taking the Chalk Male Vitality Stack for over a year now, and it works, period. It's manufactured right here in the U.S. Chalk's natural herbal supplements are clinically proven to have game-changing effects on your energy, your focus, your mood, And guess what? Over the last year, I've lost almost 50 pounds because I'm working out again and I feel so much more active than I ever had before, especially hitting over 40. So maximize your masculinity today at Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com. Use promo code Ben for a massive discount on any subscription for life. That's C-H-O-Q.com. Promo code Ben for lifetime savings on any subscription. Limited time offer. Subscriptions cancelable anytime. C-H-O-Q.com. Promo code Ben. I want to get back to the big story, number three of the week you may have missed. All right, one more Sandra Day O'Connor story. So I was Solicitor General five and a half years. We ended up being very fortunate. We had some really big constitutional law cases that just through serendipity came down the road, and we ended up litigating, and we won most of them. One of the biggest cases was a case called Van Orden versus Perry. Now, Van Orden versus Perry 
was a challenge to the Ten Commandments monument outside of the Texas State Capitol. And let me set a little bit of context for it because it's relevant to O'Connor, it's relevant to Rehnquist in the court. So this is the mid-2000s. There had been litigation all over the country challenging the public display of Ten Commandments all over the country. The history of the Texas Ten Commandments monument, it was erected in 1961. But its history actually goes back to the 1950s. In the 1950s, there was a Minnesota state judge named E.J. Rugemeyer, who in the 1950s was upset about the diminishing morals of the youth in America. By the way, pause and think. In the 1950s, he was worried about youth morals. Think about today. Yeah. Like, holy cow, in 80 years, it hadn't gotten better. Yeah. And he came up with the idea to help the morals of the youth in America, let's publicly display the Ten Commandments in public areas across the nation. And he went to a public service organization, the Fraternal Order of Eagles, sort of like the Rotary Club or Kiwanis Club. And he said, hey, what do y'all think of this idea? And they said, great idea. We're all for it. All right, now, Ben, this is where the story takes a weird turn. This is exactly coterminous with the release of Cecil B. DeMille's movie, The Ten Commandments. No way. You know, Charlton Heston comes oh, yeah. down from Mount Sinai carrying the Ten Commandments, and Cecil B. DeMille was a larger-than-life Hollywood character. And DeMille gets wind of this. And he, and he was thinking like a Hollywood producer. He's like, hey, this is a great idea. But I don't want a piece of paper on a frame posted on the wall. If you're going to erect this, I want big, honking, granite Ten Commandments monuments just like I'm going to have Charlton Heston coming down the mountain with. There are dozens of what are called Eagles monuments all over the country, and they're all identical. Texas, it's six foot three inches tall, three foot six inches wide. It is red granite. It looks exactly like the, the, the tablets that Charlton Heston carried. And actually, I'm going to take a, a, a brief aside and say, if you ever are arguing a case in court... Since you're not a lawyer, something would have to go terribly wrong for you to be arguing a case in court. <laughs> yeah. But if you're convicted of murder and you're defending yourself, um, the advice that I have given lawyers is never, ever, ever try to be funny. It is the province of judges to be funny. It is not the province of lawyers. Now, that is excellent advice, but I will tell you I have twice in my career broken that advice, and I've been very lucky. The gods of litigation have spared me my just desserts both times. When I was arguing the defense of the Texas Ten Commandments case in the, in the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, um, the process that the Eagles used to develop the text of the Ten Commandments, there are differences across denominations. And so what the Eagles did is they brought together a committee that consisted of a pastor, a priest, and a rabbi. So at oral argument, I said this was drafted by a pastor, a priest, and a rabbi. And one of the judges on the Fifth Circuit, Judge Prado, leans forward and says, Counsel, that sounds like the beginning of a joke. And I immediately said, Yes, Your Honor, but nobody walked into a bar. <laughs> and miraculously, it the, ju the judge judges took pity on me and laughed. It was stupid, but I was grateful for their mercy. We're in front of the U.S. Supreme Court on the Texas Ten Commandments Monument. And... At the time, there had been dozens of cases challenging Ten Commandments monuments. Almost all of the monuments had lost. The weight of the case law was headed very significantly against the public display of the Ten Commandments. As the case was being appealed, so we had won in the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, 
the plaintiff, a guy named Thomas Van Orden, who was an atheist. He was a homeless man who had walked past the monument, was offended by it, and filed a lawsuit seeking to tear it down. He filed a cert petition asking the Supreme Court to take the case. Now, normally, if you've won and the other side appeals to the Supreme Court, what you do is you fight against it. You say, no, no, don't take this case. There is no split of authority. It's not consequential. You don't need this. Say no, because if they say no, you've won. Here was the problem. There was an enormous split of authority. I thought the court was going to take one of these cases very, very soon. And we might have won a Pyrrhic victory of a short-term victory. But if a bad decision came down in the Supreme Court, we'd lose in the long term and lose our monument. So I went to my boss, Greg Abbott, and I said, General, I think we should do something that's called acquiescing in cert, which is we should agree, yes, Supreme Court, you should take this case. And, and we drafted a brief in opposition where we said there is a split of authority. It is real. It is deep. It is wide. It is significant. And what we wrote in the, in the brief was if the court is inclined to resolve this issue, this case presents the single best fact pattern to uphold a permissible display of the Ten Commandments. It was very risky, because if the court took the case and we lost, everyone would pillory both Abbott and me. You idiots, ask them to take this case, and then you got your butt kicked. Well, it ended up, we were right, they were going to take a case. They took the Texas case, and they took a case out of Kentucky. They took them both, and they scheduled them for argument on the same day. Um, as we're preparing the case, Abbott, my boss, who was attorney general, he told me when he started, he said, look, I want to argue one Supreme Court case while I'm AG. And let me know which one I should do. And so when this case was granted, I said, General, this is the one you should do. It's a discreet issue of law. It's incredibly important. He spent two months preparing for the argument. I put together some moot courts. I did a moot court in, in D.C. with a murderer's row of Supreme Court advocates. They had collectively over 100 oral arguments between them, and they just beat him senseless. I actually felt really nervous. Like when you put your boss in front of a moot that like pounds him senseless, you're like, uh, General, I, I hope that was productive. <laughs> yeah. Please tell me I'm not unemployed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Please tell me I'm not getting my walking papers today. But look, if you do it right, you want the moot to be harder than the actual argument. So he went through, did several moots. He was ready for it. And in the brief, I told him, I said, okay, General, I've got a plan. So for about three decades, Sandra O'Connor was the deciding vote on ev almost every religious liberty establishment cause case in the country. And I read every opinion she'd written over and over and over again. And I told my team as we're drafting the brief, I said, I want us to swim in Sandra Day O'Connor's establishment clause jurisprudence. I want, I want this to embody everything she's ever thought or said about the First Amendment. And in fact, I told my lawyers, I said, I want the most frequent words in the brief to be O'Connor comma J. I want them to occur more frequently than and or the. And one of my lawyers said, well, Ted, is it possible to be too obsequious to Justice O'Connor in this brief? I said, no. If we can put an oil portrait of Sandra Day O'Connor in the cover of our brief, we should do so. And again, I was, you know, probably I was a cocky 34, 35 year old. I went to, to Abbott and I said, General, we are we're living in her psyche. This brief is exactly what Sandra Day O'Connor thinks. Well, at the oral argument, I'm sorry to say we missed horribly. 
She was utterly unpersuaded. She voted to strike down the Texas Ten Commandments monument. Now, here's where Supreme Court arguments are weird. Every argument we'd aimed at Sandra Day O'Connor missed her, but bizarrely enough, struck Steve Breyer. Wow. Bill Clinton appointee, relatively liberal justice. And the two cases, I told you there was Kentucky and Texas. Four justices vote to, voted to strike down both monuments. Four justices voted to uphold both monuments. Steve Breyer voted to strike down Kentucky and to uphold Texas, which, among other things, was a vindication of if we hadn't acquiesced in cert, the only opinion would have been Kentucky, and it would have been devastating for Ten Commandments monuments across the country. There was also a really nice kind of personal vindication in this. So Chief Justice Rehnquist had been an original dissenter in a case called Stone versus Graham which struck down the display of the Ten Commandments in public schools across the country. And he had dissented. He said, this is not the First Amendment. This is not right. Van Orden versus Perry, Chief Justice Rehnquist wrote the plurality opinion for the court, upholding Texas's display of the Ten Commandments. It was the very last opinion Chief Justice Rehnquist ever wrote, and he passed away later that summer. And so, as his former clerk, it was really cool to have been part of a case where he was able to vindicate a view he had articulated two decades earlier. And Sandra Day O'Connor, when it came to the standards, we didn't meet her standards, but miraculously enough, Steve Breyer liked what we had to say, and so we ended. And by the way, since then, the McCreary case out of Kentucky has proven to be a very unimportant precedent. It is rarely cited. And the Van Orden case changed the entire direction of case law so that tenth, uh, Ten Commandments displays are now routinely upheld. As always, thank you for listening to Verdict with Senator Ted Cruz. Ben Ferguson with you. Don't forget to download my podcast and you can listen to my podcast every other day. You're not listening to Verdict or each day when you listen to Verdict afterwards. I'd love to have you as a listener to, uh, again, the Ben Ferguson podcast. And we will see you back here on Monday morning. So a couple years ago, I hit 40 years old, and man, did things change. I didn't have the same strength and vitality that I had before, and I didn't have what I wanted, and that was the ability to work out and have a blast doing it. So then the pounds started packing on. Well, thank goodness I found Chalk, C-H-O-Q, and they're helping real American men just like you maximize your masculinity by boosting your testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. Now, I've been taking the Chalk Vitality Stack for over a year now, and not only am I working out, I've now lost 50 pounds. So if you're ready to maximize your masculinity today, go to Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com, and use promo code BEN for a massive discount on any Chalk subscription for life. C-H-O-Q.com, code BEN, limited time offer. Subscription is cancelable at any time. Chalk.com. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash Ben. HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. 
But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today.